0: Join them as they talk about why it is always worthwhile to take care in business. Taking care in business is made possible with support from Conscious Capitalism, Inc., helping individuals and companies become more conscious with transformational experiences that inspire, educate, and empower people and organizations to elevate humanity through business. Go to ConsciousCapitalism.org for more information.
1: How was the weekend? Mine was good. I Hey, I saw you had tastings at... Uh, Target.
2: Yeah. So this weekend we did um, best boy samplings at Target. Um, yeah, in two locations.
1: Oh. So it was fun. I saw the uh, caramel sauce and apples. Yes. Oh my word. I
2: know. Well, it's 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 good for that right now. Everybody's yeah. kind of into that. And we also brought out our kind of funny that gold medal that that we won. Oh, the, in the mustard. Yeah, and in the international mustard. So what was cute oh. was yesterday there's a bunch of kids. That are obviously at Target, you know, on the weekend. Um, and so they all thought that was, like, I was really cool because I had on, I wore it, the gold medal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you wore the gold medal? I did. Well, yeah. I used it on a pork loin last week. Oh, good. Yeah. You know, I put some other stuff and marinated it and then cooked it on the grill. Well, it was a huge success. You'll
2: have to give me the recipe.
1: I okay, will. have to do I will. it. Okay. Maybe you can taste that and take a big pork loin to Target next time. There you go. That sounds pretty
2: good. <laughs> Well, I'm so excited. Today we have our first international guest, and she's terrifically interesting. Um, not only is she a director of the UN Global Compact, but her company, Forensic Pathways, was one of the first companies to sign the Compact. Our guest is Deb Leary, the CEO of Forensic Pathways. I know you are familiar with the UN Global Compact, Vicky, but some of our listeners may not be. Right. The UN Global Compact is a leadership platform for the development, implementation, and disclosure of responsible corporate practices. It was launched in uh, the year 2000 and is the largest corporate sustainability initiative in the world, with a more than ni- uh, like 9,000 companies and 3,000 non-business signatories, um, over 160 companies, countries. Sorry, um, and nearly 70 local networks. So it's huge. Um, it's centered around 10 universally accepted principles in the areas of human rights, labor, environment, and anti-corruption. Huh. So for Deb's day job, uh, Forensic Pathways, which is based in the United Kingdom, focus, focuses primarily on the provision of digital forensic technologies. That sounds now,
1: so fancy. I know, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> CSI right here. Uh-huh. They offer their international clients unique technologies in the management of mobile I like to say mobile because that's how she says it. Mobile, uh, phone data, (laughs) image analysis, and ballistics analysis. And we get to say ballistics, too. In her role as CEO of Forensic Pathways, she is responsible for the strategic direction of the company. Additionally, she is the inventor of the transparent stepping plate for crime scene for which she was awarded the British Female Inventor of the Year.
1: And she should have
2: been. Uh, Yes a global speaker and mentor on business build up builds and startups, uh, entrepreneurship, global trade, innovation, CSR, and research and development. Wow. So it's really cool. Deb and I met a few years ago at a training in rural Michigan as part of our mutual involvement in the Women Presidents Organization, and I know that's a group you're also involved with, Vicki. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deb is charismatic, fun, and wicked smart. She reminds me of a cross between M. From the James Bond series (laughs) and Quincy, (laughs) she's the (laughs) the (laughs) forensic investigator. I'm so delighted to have her with us today. Welcome, Deb. Hi, Deb.
3: Well, that was an introduction. That was (laughs) fun. No wonder I feel so tired. I've done quite a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You have. You have.
1: Well, Deb, tell us. Oh, sorry, sorry. Introduction. (laughs) Well, when I I inserted my, and she should have, about the stepping plates, I just, um, just to give our listeners a little bit of an idea about Forensic Pathways and just how incredible of a company it is, I, I, I was reading up on it because I, I don't know, I guess I was just having a CSI moment this weekend. And I noticed in reading about the stepping plates, which are, for our listeners, these I mean, you can speak to it better, but it's at a crime scene. These plates that you step on, so you don't contaminate the the um, investigation. The crime scene. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I noticed that I can't remember what year. I think it was like you developed them in um, 1994, and that by 2001. It was
3: two, 2001. Oh, 2001. 2001 was the original idea. Yeah. And by yeah,
1: 2011, the homicides in Africa, which is where you first um, had a contract, was reduced by 50 percent. Is that correct?
3: Well, there's, there's, um, the, you know, Africa is one of our largest markets for, for the plague. Um And, um, you know, they're, they're absolutely fundamental to effective crime scene management. So it's all about managing the crime scene. It, it protects, obviously, the crime scene and it protects the officers from um, uh, challenges in court. Uh, so, you know, it what it, it started the company, and um, we're absolutely delighted with with that, the the global reach that they've they've had. And it was fairly cool they were on CSI New York, so it can't be too bad.
1: Oh, see, CSI, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's
3: so
2: cool. Uh-huh. So Deb, talk to us a little bit. I mean, it seems so um, so interesting that you would have that you are so interested and involved in corporate social responsibility, and that you signed on as as one of the first companies in the UN Global Compact. Talk to us a little bit about why you got interested in that and and your involvement um, with that.
3: Yeah, certainly. I think it goes back to around about two thousand and five, and I was just doing some research into. Um, how we could get involved in in some larger opportunities internationally, and I um, stumbled more than uh, really. I stumbled on the UN on the UN and was looking at the uh, contracts that were available and found the UN Global Marketplace. And it was while I was looking at that that I found the UN Global Compact. And when I started reading through through what that represented, for me it was just um, it was just really a heartbeat moment in terms of what business should be like and how it should be managed um, from not only a local perspective but from a, a global perspective. And so, really, it was it, it just represented what we were. So um, it was it was really. Quite a no-brainer for me to join the compact, and it it really helped from the from that point. It really helped shaped, shape shape um, how we were going to approach both the um, the the clients, our customers, uh, employees, and um, you know the supply chain. It was just how we operated.
1: Right, and. Um... When you say it's just how you operate, I noticed that one thing that your company does is um, an education connection where you match criminal justice and, uh, you know, legal degree programs. Uh, And I I went on and I was going to go through and and do the link and just see where you would suggest I go to (laughs) get my legal degree had I been interested in that. But is that a is that an international education connection or is that just in the UK?
3: Well, what we've, what we've done over the period since we, we, we've been in business is, is to link with the universities, both um, locally and internationally. We've worked on some very large international projects and, you know, over the period we've, we've sponsored PhDs um, with local universities, but um, that's, just because it, that we haven't limited ourselves to that, that's just the way it's been. So um, for us, it's about the the quality of the the quality of the person rather than where they're actually from. Gotcha.
2: Great. And we've certainly
3: had a lot of we've had a lot of um, international exposures because of the projects we've been working on.
2: Sure. So we always do a, a pre-interview, right, before we do the actual interviews. And when we had our pre-interview, you talked a little bit about um, the environment and the sustainability mm. goals around environment. Um, can you yeah. share some of your how how you've approached that as a company?
3: Yeah, well, I, you know, with, with our um, recruitment process, as I, 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 with our supplier uh, recruitment process, if you like, um, we always alert them to the fact of what the standards are as, as regards forensic pathways. So everybody is made aware that we are a signature to the UN Global Compact, and these are the key areas and key elements that we are focused on uh, and alert them to the principles. And I think, you know, I think when we, we talked previously, the 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 marketplace now with regards to recruitment, people are, are very um, sophisticated. Mm-hmm. They they are focused on on CSR. They are focused on s- sustainability, and the mm-hmm. environment now is, is, is as key as anything else. So I think when you go to market now on, from the recruitment process, people are sophisticated enough to to recognize that those are the sorts of companies that they want to be working for, those companies that are, are trying to address, even if it's only a small way, those key the, those key issues that, that, that challenge everybody globally. So whether that's anti-corruption and bribery or whether that's environment.
1: And you said that there are more than 9,000 companies in the global compact?
3: Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, my, my sort of um, focus has been on um, getting more small small businesses in, involved with the compact, because you know that that that's that's feeding the pipeline, isn't it? Uh-huh. The small companies are going to be the bigger companies of tomorrow, and they've got to have the right uh, mindset, the right heartbeat in order to ensure that what what are developed are uh, globally responsible and sustainable businesses and
2: how's that received Deb um, you know certainly CSR has been a, a big company game for for a while um, for a number of different reasons and so certainly here in the US we're seeing um, a lot more smaller companies have an interest in it be involved but um, from your perspective in the UK um, and you're you're trying to encourage businesses to do this how has that met
3: yeah I think I think there's a definite um Groundswell of interest, actually, and just even just uh, in the in the Birmingham West Midlands region, we've got we've ha- having a number of events on uh, even this month covering the whole issue of CSR for smaller businesses. So it, it's it's becoming part of a normal discussion. It's not out of the ordinary anymore, um, and it's considered um, just normal part of business growth. And I think if, if we focused on the fact that uh, CSR actually fundamentally uh, has a positive impact on bottom line
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, and a small business's capability to actually um, work closer with some of the larger multinationals, I think it, it, it's, a compelling, it's a compelling reason to, to focus on CSR as a business imperative, really.
2: And and how is that also, because you do work internationally, obviously, like Africa, India, Pakistan, um, how important is, are, is your affiliation with CSR or the Global Compact in terms of in those other countries or other areas?
3: Well, it, it's it, it's always challenging because, you know, what, one thing you do find from a CSR point of view, I think, is that um it's got to filter down through throughout the throughout any organization it can't just be a top led thing and and sometimes in some of the countries that you can find yourself operating in um although there's a um governmental response to uh, csr it doesn't necessarily filter all the way all the way through um and, and that can be challenging for business. You know, you, you're going into country, you're trading internationally. Um, but if your response to things like um, human rights and labour rights—they are set in stone—then
1: mm-hmm.
3: when you go to country and you find that you maybe those 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 ideals may be challenged, then then you have to stand up for for what you actually believe in. And sometimes it may be that you have to walk away. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. What are the requirements to be part of the Global Compact?
3: What is the requirement? One of the requirements is, um, and the main requirement really, is that every company has to submit its communication on progress report annually. Mm -hmm. And and that covers uh, all the principles. um, And that report has to be submitted to uh, the UN Global Compact main office in New York, Annually, And you have to make sure that you um, publish your communication on progress report, not only there, but on, you know, uh, from a website point of view into your supply chain and your clients and your your employees so that you are actually making a formal statement that you've adhered to those principles. Gotcha.
1: That's so similar to, you know, B Corp certification or being a benefit corporation and having to file an annual impact
3: report and I, yeah and I, I, you know it, it's from a from a SME point of view and um, if a company is a, a small business and they're thinking well you know this is a this is it this is going to take a lot of energy and a lot of time my response to that is well a it has a positive impact on your bottom line mm-hmm. but b if, if this is the way that you are behaving and this is your your the way you you work this is what you believe in then that should be that should be within, within your business case anyway um and it doesn't have to be a huge um communication progress reports you know you're not you're not microsoft you're not accenture you're not any of these large multinationals if you're a small business you're a small business and you should report in a way that's comfortable Uh, for you as a business, and and doesn't become Um, all-consuming. It's got to be real, so that's the important thing about it.
1: Have you found that when you're putting your annual impact report together that you are doing a checks and balance with the company and seeing where you feel you've really made a lot of progress and then prioritizing areas
3: where... Yeah, yeah, I think that's the I think that's a good thing about it actually because um, I remember talking to a, one of the large uh, multinationals and their lawyers. I was trying to get them to join the um, you know trying to get them to see the benefit of joining the compact and the lawyers had said, well, we haven't got all this all these all of these things in place and I said, well, that isn't really the point. The point is this is an evolving process you, you know you're developing your business you're developing opportunities um you know it's it, writing a communication and progress report should be about not only looking about what you have achieved but also looking about what you haven't right. managed to achieve mm-hmm. and, and and justify the reasons for that um, so you know, I, I consider uh, a communication on progress report, a CSR report, as a wo- as always a work in pro, uh, always a work in progress, um, and I, I think that's a, a positive way to look at it. Yes,
1: yeah. I agree. Um, you know, one of the things we ask um, our uh, U.S. guests <laughs> is what kind of advice they would give to um, Anyone who is thinking of improving a social corporate social responsibility program or starting one, um, what would your advice be to to someone um, looking into improving or starting a, a program?
3: I think it, you know it, it's been very specific and just taking virtually taking a sheet of paper and say what what is it we do? How do we operate? Do a review of. of, of how you engage with your your uh, employees, your uh, supply chain, the wider community. Write down all those key points, and then look at where you want to be and how you want to be operating. And I think if you if you start to report on where you are and then look at where you want to be, that's that's a good starting point. Uh, you know what what are your responses to your your community community engagement, what do you do internally in terms of uh, st- uh, staff and edu- any educational programmes? Um, what What is your response to your clients? And it's just really writing a report to yourself at the first point and and then looking to how that can be mapped onto something like the UN Global Compact Principles. I think that would be the easiest way to do it. And certainly, the way I did it. Mm-hmm.
2: How do you think this has really impacted your business internally, Deb?
3: I think it's impacted the business by um, uh, certainly from a uh, working with the multinationals. You know, if we come to if we come to a point where we're actually doing a tender process, the fact that we are signatures to the UN Global Compact and all our policies are in place as a result of that, certainly makes it easier, an easier um, connection with that multinational and with that tendering process. And and it gives um, a real element of comfort for anybody who's coming in to uh, work alongside us that these are the standards and this is what we we are judging ourselves by. Um and it also from a from an SME point of view, from a small business point of view, has meant that we've been able to have conversations with larger companies and provide us with uh, opportunities with larger companies that I think actually that we wouldn't have easily have gotten without
1: mm-hmm.
3: being signed up to the compact. It puts us in a it puts us in a different league if you if you like. Um and I I think it's been extremely beneficial for us. And it's certainly given us a profile. Yeah, I'm sure it has.
1: Well, I could probably talk to Deb all day. I know. It's, it's interesting, and I'd love to talk to you um, about all the different uh, technologies and products and services that you, you offer. But we probably need to wrap up, and I want our listeners to um, be able to look into the Global Compact but also into your uh, company if they'd like, um, what is your website, Deb? Let's share that with our listeners.
3: Yeah, it's all the Ws: www.forensic-pathways.com. Okay, and are you on social media? Oh yes, well the company's on social media. We're on Twitter, um, and that's at forensic Pathway, No S on it, uh, and I'm on I'm on Twitter as well and LinkedIn. Okay. So feel free to contact. Great.
2: Yes. Deb, thank you so much for taking time out, sharing your story, sharing some information with our listeners about Global Compact. We're really grateful.
3: No, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm I'm very honored to be the first one. (laughs) From the UK. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I I I just hope you guys can get past my accent. (laughs) We love it. (laughs) Okay, thanks a lot. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Let's give a big thank
1: you to Matthew Sosi, our podcast engineer. You can visit the Taking Care in Business website at takingcareinbusiness.com.
2: Or just visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Taking Care in Biz. That's Taking Care in B-I-Z. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at any time at info at
1: Thank you for joining us today and until next time, take, take care, care in, in business. business.
0: Taking Care in Business is made possible with support from Conscious Capitalism, Inc., helping individuals and companies become more conscious with transformational experiences that inspire, educate, and empower people and organizations to elevate humanity through business. Go to ConsciousCapitalism.org for more information.